Tonight, we're looking at the gift of the ruler. Look at uh, Romans chapter 12, and I want, us, I want you to notice what the Bible says about this gift. Tonight, we're looking at the gift of the ruler, and we'll start at the beginning in verse 6. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, where the prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity, he that ruleth with diligence, diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness, let love be without dissimulation, abhor that which is evil and cleave to that which is good. Dear Heavenly Father, help us now as we study your word tonight. What a wonderful privilege it is to come around your word. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, if after this morning, every family begins tithing, wouldn't it be wonderful to just right away start to move ahead with ministry things that the Lord has on our, on our hearts? Wouldn't that just be fantastic? That'd be so wonderful, such an exciting thing. And the way that God... God is so gracious to us for us to give back to Him. I wonder if we took a survey and we could get folks to fill it out, how many families in our church actually tithe off of their gross income, off of their benefits? How many of you think insurance is, a, is, is increase, that that's a benefit to you? I wonder if folks tithe off of their insurance. I wonder, see what I mean? That, that's the increase. That's the increase. Um, the other thing that is wonderful is the grace of God. Isn't it wonderful that you're not going to go to hell if you don't tithe? Isn't that, isn't that good? God is so gracious. He is so wonderful and gracious to us. Um, we had a, a guest with us this morning who was a new believer, and asked me that question. And I said, your tithe has nothing to do with whether or not God loves you. Now, I didn't say this, but it does show an awful lot about whether or not you love Him. Because where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Amen. Let's look at this gift of the ruler. The gift of the ruler. This is such an interesting gift. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you to be ignorant. Ruling. Now, one of the biblical examples of this is Nehemiah. Nehemiah. And when you think of ruling, think of leading and organizing, um, putting projects together and seeing them to completion. Another person in the Bible, in the New Testament, who would exemplify ruling is James. Now, I don't have James in your notes, um, but look at these verses with me. Look at James chapter 4 and verse 17. Get James 4. And when you have James 4, go to 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 40. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 40. The, every ruler's favorite verse in the Bible 
is 1 Corinthians 14.40. The Bible says, Let all things be done decently and in order. Right? Um, how many of you here, you scored high on the gift of ruling? Would you raise your hand? Lift, scored high on those things. All right, good. Good. Um, Laura has that, and she likes to rule our house. Um, look at uh, James 4, look at verse 17. Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. This is James, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he's saying, hey, there's something that you know you're supposed to do, get to it. Get to it. Rulers do not like procrastination. They get up early and they get to work and they expect everyone else to do the same. Look at James chapter 1, verse 23. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man beholding his natural face in a glass, for he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. How about that? This is the idea of the ruler. There's something to do that God wants you to do. Get it done. Get to it. That's the ruler. Look at uh, chapter 2 and verse 15. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Yea, a man say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works." Isn't that interesting? That's the, that's the ruler. That's the ruler. You can talk about all this pie-in-the-sky stuff. What are you going to do? The teacher, what's the teacher interested in? The pie-in-the-sky stuff. The ruler listens to that, may be interested in it, may enjoy the teaching, but here's the ruler. Okay, what are we going to do with this? What's the point of this? It's very interesting. Okay, now... Um, Look at uh, James 4.13. Notice the word diligence. There in Romans it's said, um, those who rule do it with diligence. So James 4, again, and verse 13. Go to now, ye that say, today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time, and then vanisheth away. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. This is the passage that the ruler needs to bear in mind. Because the ruler is going to have plans for everything, and sometimes God's plan is different than your plan. And the rulers don't like that even a little bit. All right? So now, 
What does the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the idea of a Spirit-filled ruler, what does that, that Spirit-filling do? It causes the ruler or the organizer to learn to be sensitive to the needs of others. Because the ruler, many times, their spirit is going to be, let's get this done. Well, so-and-so doesn't like that. I don't care. We need to get this done. Okay? Characteristics. First, able to visualize final results. Able to visualize final results. They're able to see the big picture. They have a capacity to dream big and to believe that God desires to do something more than presently exists. Those with the gift of ruling... They're very positive that God-given goals can be accomplished. Um, This is one of my gifts. And what's interesting to me is when I did the testing this year, my uh, score was much higher on this than it was when I was an assistant pastor when I took it the first time. And do you know what that is? That's God revealing to you gifts through service. You know, because once you become a pastor... And one of the things for me with this gift of the ruler is I I do see the big picture. I do have dreams. Um, Now, where I would fall short is the implementation of those dreams. And so that's the difference between someone who's a full-blown ruler, that's their primary gift, and those of us who have some of the characteristics of the ruler. Okay? Um, So they're able to visualize final results. And, you know, we need these people because they're able to see the goal of where we're going and and give practical steps. Then they need loyalty in associates. They need loyalty in associates. Uh, When an organizer, when a ruler, they have this motivational gift for ministry, and this gift leads them to organize ministry. When they put you in your place... You had better be in that place. They demand loyalty. Now, why is that? Because the Bible says confidence in an unfaithful man in a time of trouble is like a broken tooth or a foot out of joint. Work cannot be done without relying on dependable people. Amen? I'm going to stop and I'm going to preach a sermon on amens. God's work relies on dependable people. Amen. Amen. Um, i got to tell you, we had some guests here this morning during the giving message. They probably left here thinking nobody in this church agrees with what I said. Because it felt like we were in a Catholic church. Except for the incense, there was nothing burning. How many of you noticed that it was uncomfortably quiet in here this morning? It's interesting. All right. That was just a a little admonition in the middle of the sermon. All right. So they need loyalty. The person who has the gift of ruling has a need to know that those with whom he is working are loyal to him and committed to the task at hand. Do you remember uh, there's a passage in the Scripture that says... Give me thine heart. What the ruler needs to do is the heart that he has for the work. Somehow he needs to motivate those who he's leading to have the same heart for the work. Remember what Paul said 
about Timothy. I have no other man like-minded for the work. No other man like-minded for the ministry. And so what did Timothy need to do? Timothy needed to go and motivate those people to be like-minded in the ministry. The person with this gift is so loyal to God and so committed to obeying God that he has little tolerance for any person who is disloyal or wavering in commitment. So what this person might do is write somebody off that doesn't fulfill their task. All right? So it's something to think about. Then, those with this gift, they have the ability to delegate. The ability to get to delegate. Um, some of the other gifts, they don't have this. If you have the gift of ministry, sometimes it's difficult for you to delegate. You need, you need the ruler to help you to divide up the job and hand it to other people. The best leaders are those who understand that their role is to lead and it's the role of others to do the tasks. It's very important that we get that. Um, now, I've never watched the show, that show Undercover Boss. Has anyone here ever seen that show? Okay, I've never seen it. Um, but what I understand is, like the CEO of the company will in disguise go and do the job. And often they don't know how to do the job. Isn't that interesting? They don't have to know how to do the job. They just need to know how to run the company. They have a different job. They have a different job. And what I think is funny, how many of you have ever gotten a job in management or supervisor and you realized there was more to it than you thought? That ever happened? I know that um, I know of uh, school teachers that have become principals and had no idea what it entailed. The amount of work, the amount of time, the amount of labor, the amount of hassles, all of those things. It's interesting. So what the ruler has to be able to do is they must be able to delegate, and they're, they're able to do that. Now, how many of you here would say it's hard for you to delegate? Difficult to do that. A lot of folks. A lot of folks. And for me, for years, y'all remember, those who were here early, it was very difficult for me to delegate. Um, I wish now that I had had the wisdom to do that. I, I, I'm thinking of a family that left the church. Um, they didn't leave mad. They just went and got plugged in another place who had asked me for a place of service or maybe even suggested something. And if I had let him have his head and run with that and helped lead him in that, I wonder if that family would have stayed. You see, so that gift of ruling, it's necessary to be able to delegate. Um, and that's what they're able to do. Then they're able to withstand reaction to tasks. They're able to withstand reaction to tasks. Um, they, they have a capacity to receive criticism without crumbling. If you're in charge of anything, people are going to complain. And, you know, it's interesting. I want you to think about something. Um, you know, I've been around the ministry all my life. My dad was a pastor, and I grew up knowing pastors, and now the Lord's allowed me to travel. And uh, I mention this to you periodically, and I think Patrick may have said this to you all once before, but... Um, when I travel and do my meetings, as important as the preaching and teaching for the church is, the time that I spend with the pastor is just as important. Because many times, pastoring is a very lonely job. Now, let me say this. we got a great church. We, you know, I don't have any trouble. Some pastors, they go through their entire ministry with nothing but trouble. People giving them a hard time at church and just you know criticizing their family and and y'all don't do that. And my family's got a lot to be criticized for. But 
You guys don't do that. Um, so I do it for you. Uh, but there are guys pastoring that either they need to allow the Holy Spirit to change them or they need to not be a senior pastor because you can't do this job if you can't take criticism. It's interesting. People do not like, many times people do not like being led spiritually in a carnal world. So there are going to be people that don't like... Uh, they were teasing me this morning about when are we going to vote on the carpet color. <laughs> and I said, if you want to see what a vote on carpet looks like, go back here to the back hall. And then I was told they actually did vote, and that came in last, but somehow it still ended up the carpet. I'm not sure how all of that happened, but it looks kind of like a bad LSD trip. If you haven't seen it, you've just got to see it. Um, now, it's interesting it's interesting. It doesn't matter what you do, someone's not going to like it. Remember Abraham Lincoln said, you can please some of the people some of the time, but you'll never please all the people all the time. Amen? So what's the leader got to be able to do? The, the ruler, the leader, the organizer has to be able to withstand criticism. Let it just roll off his back and go on. Oh, you don't like that? Okay, I'm sorry. And, and just go on. Because sometimes... The criticism is useful and constructive, and especially if it's somebody that knows what they're doing, right? The ruler, the wise ruler, will take that counsel. If it's some, you'll, I, I remember this guy, Steve Brown, radio preacher. Some of you may have heard him. He was, uh, had a, a church construction project, and this guy, Bob, had given $10,000 to the project. And so he'd come to the meetings for the project and just, Complain and complain and complain and complain. Well, after a little while, uh, Steve Brown, the pastor, he said, Bob, you've used up your 10000 If you want to make one more suggestion, you have to give another 10000 <laughs> That is so funny. <laughs> what is that? That's organizing. That's ruling. How many of you have some kind of a supervisory role of some kind? You, are, you have people that are under you in some capacity. Okay. Any of you ever get complaints? That ever happen? Now, if you take that personally, man, your self-worth, you'll feel like you're garbage. When if they got that job, all of a sudden they'd find out, oh, that's what that is. So the leader has to be able to do what is necessary and withstand the reaction to their tasks. Um, No, the notes say uh, he has to have skin like a rhinoceros. So there you go. I think they have lotion for that. Um, Then, the ruler can make jobs look easy. The ruler can make jobs look easy. Man, I've never seen anything like it. Laura can walk into a messed up room or a a dirty house or whatever, and man, like that, it's done. It would take me weeks. I'd stand there and just look at it, you know, hoping God would do something. Um, but But these rulers, these organizers, they can get in and they can get that job done quickly. How many of you know people that are like that? They walk into something and the job is just done. You know, many times they become consultants. They, they travel, they'll go into a business that's a wreck and they get in there and get it organized. That's kind of what Mitt Romney was. That's what he had the ability to do. And honestly, when you would hear him speak, you could see that. You could see it. 
Uh, I saw um, uh, they, they showed this bit about them at their vacation home, one of their 30 homes or whatever. And in the kitchen, he had this wheel of whose job it was to clean the kitchen that particular day. That's insane, okay? But that's, that's what these people do. They can make jobs look easy. Then, they're very alert to details. Very alert to details. But here we have a little conundrum. This is where rulers really struggle within themselves. They're very alert to details, but they don't like details. Why? Because getting caught up with details stops you from getting the job done. So they're alert to them, but they're not overly concerned with the details. All right? Then, they complete tasks quickly. They complete tasks quickly, and we, that kind of goes together with uh, they make work look easy. But they can get it done. Why do they complete tasks quickly? Because they know how to prioritize. They know what comes first, what comes second, the best way to get it done, and uh, they get it accomplished. Um, then, they're able to be decisive. They're able to be decisive. Now, what's interesting is these rulers, they're not always, you know, if you're a ruler, you don't have to have the gift of the prophet. You don't have to have the gift of the teacher. There are many rulers who you would not think of as out front people. And yet, when you talk to them, that job's going to get done. That job's going to get done. I know that Dr. Ree's here, and I'll embarrass him. Um... Now, we see this meek, humble, godly man. How many of you have ever seen him at work? Different man, isn't it? It is so funny watching him order something and getting it done. It's a very interesting thing. But Dr. E's not the one that you would expect to stand up and and lead in in a speaking way. When it's time for a job to be done, I mean, he saves lives that way. It's awesome. I love it. It's wonderful to see God's work done that way. The ability to be decisive. Then, completion involves cleanup. Completion involves cleanup. For the ruler, you know, there are a lot of guys who are able to do jobs. All right? But they're like me. I am not interested in cleaning up after I'm done. Not in- How many of you all would agree with me on that? Yep, cleaning is for sissies. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> cleaning is for people that have sense. But uh, it's interesting. The ruler, that job's not done until it's cleaned up. Um, we, we had, my, let me just, this is a parenthesis, okay? My wife's kitchen sprayer broke. And she asked me to change it. Well, I went and bought a new sprayer that fits all brands of sinks. Except the one I bought. And this is why I don't play the lottery. It has nothing to do with spiritual things. I bought the one sink that this won't work with. So, or the one faucet. So she decides the faucet's been around for a while, and so she said, I'm going to get a new faucet. I said, okay, go ahead, pick out whatever you want. So we get this faucet, and I install the faucet. While I'm installing the faucet, I lean on one of the pipes, and it crumbles and breaks. It took me seven trips to the store. Anyone been there? You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) To get all of the parts. And so I I get it all back together, and right as I'm moving it back in, the pipe breaks off of the garbage disposal. 
for a stinking sprayer. <laughs> Finally get the job done. And you have to understand, me under a sink, I'm not patient. I'm not flexible. I'm, I'm, I'm emotionally or physically. And it was a nightmare. So I get this job done. Guess what, guess what is the last thing I want to do? Clean it up. What's the first thing she wants to do? Have it cleaned up. Ah, that's funny. <laughs> but it is interesting to see how this giftedness works itself out in a project. Now, I will have you know, the sink is finished and it doesn't leak. <laughs> All right. Now, misuses, misuses. Viewing people only as resources. Viewing people only as resources. How many of you have ever worked for a boss that made you feel that way. Yeah, and understand that having the spiritual gift of ruling, if you're not walking in the Spirit, you are going to use people rather than minister to people. You've got to be very careful. You've got to be very careful of it. Then, building loyalty with favoritism. Hey, this guy can really help me get this job done. I'm going to treat him better than the guy that doesn't work very well. God hates that. We're not supposed to behave that way. Building loyalty with favoritism. Then, using delegation to avoid work. <laughs> Ed, what are you grinning about on that one? He just grinned really big on that one. <laughs> Is your wife giving you the elbow through this whole thing? Oh, that's funny. How many of you have gotten an elbow somewhere through this, this study? Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I'd love to know what's going on back there with you two. Uh, all right, then being unresponsive to appeals. No, I understand your job's hard, but we've got to get this thing accomplished, being unresponsive to appeals. Then putting projects ahead of people, putting projects ahead of people, which really does fit into the top one of viewing people only as resources. Then overlooking workers' serious faults, overlooking serious faults. When I was in Bible college, there was a guy... He was on staff, and honestly, this guy was a user. He was a jerk. I couldn't stand him. And he had done something that was really wrong to Laura and I. I knew the president of the college well. I went to see him, and he pulled out a folder about that thick, threw it on his desk. He said, these are all complaints about this guy, but I can't do anything about him because he produces. Now, that guy ended up having an affair with somebody off a bus route, left his wife, and nightmare, okay? Now, interesting, what was the problem? The guy that was in charge of that ministry was a ruler. One of the best organizers probably in the history of 20th century Christianity. Built the largest church in the world. And yet, he was able to overlook serious faults. And I want you to think about something. That ministry has had nothing but trouble. The, the last pastor just this year was sentenced to 10 year, years in prison. Do you see how this becomes a misuse? We need spiritual people who are capable. And if we get out of that order, we're in real trouble. Amen? All right. How many of you want to hear names and details of all that? Okay. <laughs> then... Failing to explain or praise. 
Failing to explain or praise. Again, the ruler just wants to get the job done. Look, I don't have time to explain this to you. Do your job. When you're working with volunteers, go ahead and try that. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Then, forcing decisions on others. Forcing decisions on others. And this is where the ruler, they'll assign a job to someone, an area, and that person may not be qualified to do that job. And so they're trying to make decisions, and here's what the, here's what the unspiritual, hey, I gave you that job, you need to take care of that. Don't bother me with it. That's not spiritual. That's not right, the right way to handle it. Um, one of, uh, it was R.B. Willett, Brother Willett has preached for us. I need to get him back in. But he said, uh, I, I talked to him about staff years ago, and he said this. It was very interesting. He said, I've never saved time by hiring staff because I, I have to pastor the staff so they can pastor the people. Isn't that interesting? That's what the spiritual ruler has to do. They have to realize that their immediate ministry responsibility are the people that God has them working with and they minister to them so those people can get their job done and minister to those that are under them. That's the ruler. That's the godly ruler. How many of you, this is helping you for your work? Seriously, it's helping you for your job. Yeah. It's funny how God's truth is just truth. It it fits for all of our tasks. Then, losing interest in the finished job. Losing interest in the finished job. Um... You know, you get it all organized, and now you want to move on to the next project that needs to be organized. Let, let the people down the line get it finished. I'm done with it. I already made that decision. I'm done with it. You can move on to the next. No. What does the Bible say? How are you supposed to rule? With diligence. See the task through. But many times, that's where the spirituality comes in. That's where you need the Holy Spirit to help you get the job done. All right, marks of godly ruling. Orderliness. Every aspect of life is subject to order. Orderliness. Every aspect of life is subject to order. And the ruler said, Amen. Amen. Get it together. Then, initiative. Initiative. No delay in taking action. The godly ruler will do it diligently and quickly. They'll see a job that needs to be done and they'll get it accomplished. Then responsibility, responsibility, willing to take responsibility for all aspects of a project or group endeavor. Um, and this is where uh, the ruler, they understand it's their job to get it done. And that means they've got to enable and train and help the people that are under them, recognizing that it's ministry and not business. Someone wrote a book to pastors, it's called Brethren, We Are Not Professionals. You know, sometimes guys take a church and they try and operate it like a Fortune 500 company. Yeah, good luck with that. If you can pay everybody, that may work. Now, can, you, can we learn some things from the business world that will help us in ministry? Absolutely. But the spirit must always be biblical. All right, then humility. A recognition that others must be part of the team if the job is to be done quickly and effectively. Neither domineering nor dictatorial. Humility, humility. Decisiveness, decisiveness. The ability to make a decision quickly, even in the face of criticism. We need somebody to make decisions. Somebody has to get this done. Um, You know, it's interesting. Pastor Nathan, I thought he was back there. He's over here. 
Um, we were editing uh, some articles for the Ancient Baptist Journal, went to press this week. And so I had written some footnotes because what we have to do with that is if I'm printing an article, if, if we're printing an article that has a doctrinal issue that needs to be addressed, well, we're teaching through this journal. So we put a footnote and then we teach the believer how to look at that subject biblically. All right? And so because of my gift of prophet, teacher, prophecy and teacher, that's very easy for me. That job, it's just, it's very fast, it's quick, that's, it's a piece of cake. Um, Pastor Nathan has all of those same abilities. And so I told him, now you do it. Get this done, get it done quickly. And here's the deal. He has all the ability in the world. It's just a matter of doing it. So what am I doing? I'm ministering to the person that works with me to try and get their gifts to come to the forefront in a quick and decisive way. Look at that. You know that's not right. Do you know why? Do you know why people hesitate? Generally, it's a lack of confidence in their own discernment. That's, that's the issue. And so if we're well prepared and we're walking in the Spirit, we can be decisive for the Lord. Amen? And that's what the ruler is going to do. It's going to help the, he's going to help those under them or around them do that. Then loyalty to God and to others in authority, as well as loyal to those who are following his leadership. All right? Remember, God created the universe and human beings with a strong sense of order. That's very clear, isn't it? He made, us, he made the world and the universe with a strong sense of order. God created in a very precise, sequential, and organized manner. He, he just, when, I mean, the, the reason that scientists have been able to invent is because they discovered God's order. That's what God does. Authority and headship are deeply rooted in the spiritual realm. Got to have... You know, you got to have that flow chart, that organizational chart that demonstrates what is our um, uh, chain of command in this situation. Every organization has to have it. Every home has to have it. Every church has to have it. The church was designed by God to function with order, with all gifts exercised in an orderly way. And that's why God gave rulers to the church. Amen? And i got to tell you, our ministry changed when Ed came and got involved. Why? Because he brought those gifts to the, and, and abuses to the ministry. <laughs> he, he brought those things to us because I'm lacking in many of those areas. Praise God. Isn't that wonderful? And there are many of others of you who have these gifts to be used in the church. I'm very thankful for it. Um, all right. There we are. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word.